This is the day that the Lord has made. We are glad that you are with us and that uh, you are worshiping God this morning for the fourth Sunday of Advent and then hopefully planning to uh, come back tonight for Christmas Eve. So let us take a breath, center ourselves on the spirit of the living Lord who is here among us and prepare for worship. We seek a sign of the Lord our God. From the depths of the earth to the heights of the heavens, let God's sign be known to all. A young woman shall give birth to peace, hope, and joy. A young woman will give love a name, Emmanuel, God with us. Let us in love kindle the light of the Lord. Let us stand and join together in singing angels we have heard on high.
to be seated. And as you are, I'd like to invite the children to come forward. Good morning. Good morning. Are you guys excited for Christmas? All right, Aiden, that was the response that I was expecting from all of you. Um, I'm excited too, but I'll admit I'm excited for tonight and the worship services that we have tonight where most of you guys are singing and where we have the opportunity to see a baby sitting up there where you guys, right behind you guys, and how cool will that be to see the baby? Do you guys remember what today's theme is? Did you hear it while we were lighting the Advent candles? <coughs> you did? I'm guessing that you're not going to tell me that the word is love, though, huh? Okay, hey, Maya, can you tell me that the word is love? No? Okay. <laughs> the theme for today is love, and I want to know how God showed his love for us. Yes, sir? By sending Jesus to the world, exactly. And that's what, yes, Katie. Oh, that's a good one. Forgiving us when we do something like not responsible. <laughs> that, that's a very grown up answer. I'm very impressed by that response, Katie. Thank you. How do we show love to others? Yes, sir. By giving and receiving presents. You're just going to keep that for all of our Advent conversations, right? Okay. I like it because that was your response last week too. Are there any ways that we can show love to others? What's your guys' favorite thing to do? Yes, sir. Give Christmas cards to others. Give Christmas cards. These two are exceptional huggers and really good at surprising you out of the blue by just going, I love you. Huh? You guys like to do that, huh? Oh. <laughs> I'm putting my kids on the spot, and this is only their really second ever children's moment, so that's probably not fair. Um, will you guys join me in a prayer? All right, I'm going to invite the congregation to join us as well. I'll say a line, and you repeat it after me. Let's be in prayer and talk to God. Dear God, Dear God thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing us that love in Jesus. Thank you for showing us that love in Jesus. Help us in our excitement. Help us in our excitement. To remember that tonight is about you. Tonight is about you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We do have some uh, joys and concerns on our hearts this morning, so let us uh, unite our spirits together and be in prayer. Holy God, we are thankful for this opportunity to be with one another and to be in worship of you this day. We seek to, to do that every day, to uplift our spirits and to open our hearts to your presence, to identify your place and your power in our lives. But particularly on Sundays, we seek to connect with you, to worship and to honor you, and to remind ourselves of your place in our lives, and to seek your tender mercy to help us be the folk you would have us be. We have been praying this season that our thoughts would be full of hope. We have been praying that our world would find ways to 
to be at peace. We have been praying that joy might overflow in our hearts. And we pray that love would abound in our lives. Help us to be people of hope and peace and joy and love. We think of the victims of the fire in Santa Barbara and Ventura County and other places in Southern California. We think of those who have lost homes or who have lost their peace of mind. We pray that your presence would be with them and help them to knit back together uh, their lives. We pray that this Christmas would in some ways be special even for them or most importantly for them as they realize the, the power of family and love and relationship. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We are thankful and offer prayers of joy for those brave first responders and firefighters who put themselves on the line to uh, battle for our communities. We are thankful and we lift up prayers of joy for all those people of goodwill who have been in prayer and also in service to help make this response to tragedy be one that has helped people. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And with all of us who have been able to have the joy of family visiting and being with us, uh, we are thankful for that. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray that as an extended family of love, our church family here, that we would uplift one another, support one another, that we would share the joy of the season with one another. We pray that we would be strengthened through your spirit to be the disciples of Christ and the brothers and sisters of each other that you intend us to be. Help us, Lord God, to share your gospel, to share your grace and your love, that we would be a witness to your light in the darkness that surrounds us. We pray this in your holy name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done.
Listen and receive a reading from the Word of God. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Luke 1, chapters 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Be not afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. 
He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month of her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is God's word to God's people. Awesome, Almighty God, we greet you this morning with such anticipation, with such hope, and with so much on our to-do lists. 
We are so close and yet so far, O oh Lord. Still our hearts. Put our minds in the right place so that we might experience the wonder of this day as we prepare for the night to come. So that we might truly be ready for Emmanuel, God with us in our hearts, in our lives, and in our actions this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Now, I'm sure the excitement is different in your house depending on the age level of the kids that reside there. <laughs> our house is like buzzing with energy. Mark cannot wait to open the presents, which maybe I was a little mean, but the presents have been wrapped under the tree for a while. As I got to them, they just went there so that I knew that it was done. And Mark goes around from present to present and going, Mom, this has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it. I know it's for me. When can I open it? Well, you know when you can open it, on Christmas morning. We're so close and yet so far. And he's actually doing pretty well with the patience part. Maya, on the other hand, is a little bit of a fashionista. And she has been waiting more impatiently than patiently to wear her dress that she's going to wear tonight. <laughs> Mommy, can I please just wear that dress? And I was like, you don't want to take a nap in that dress. What happens if you have an accident? You don't want to take a nap in that. You don't want to go play outside in that dress. What happens if you hurt it? But Mommy, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> And that's pretty close to the way that she says beautiful every time she says it. Um, so she is waiting with bated breath to wear this dress for everyone who comes at the five o'clock service. <laughs> we are so close and yet so far. We're so close and yet so far. There's no baby in this manger yet. There's no baby in worship reminding us of Emmanuel, God with us. And I look at Debbie with a big old smile on her face because she knows that that baby at five o'clock happens to be her grandson. Um, and we're so close and yet so far to that coming to fruition. Both Jesus, the remembering and recreating the birth of Jesus and the celebrating with families as they get to spend their first Christmas with a, child, with a new <coughs> grandchild in their lives. We're so close and yet so far. But it's not just the stuff, the things that we want to open, the clothes we want to wear, that to-do list that is still mounting and probably some of you are writing right now, and I'll forgive you for that. That's okay. <laughs> just as my prayer said, please take a moment to still your minds and allow yourself to be ready for the wonder that is so close and yet so far away. But we're not just so close and yet so far in waiting for Christmas to be here today. We're so close and yet so far when it comes to the kingdom being made present here on earth. Every week we say the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We hopefully have all tasted a little glimmer of the kingdom in our lives. And that's why we're here, because God has touched us so deeply and so profoundly. But we know that God's kingdom has not been made manifest here on earth. We've seen all that's going around, all the heartache, all the war, all the, war, all the despair. And we know 
that that is not God's desire for our world and our life. We're so close because we've experienced it, but we're so far because there's so much left to do. And I pray that as we work through our feelings of Christmas, as we get close to experiencing our worships on Christmas Eve, we might have the opportunity to allow ourselves to look at the scripture of Mary that we had read for us this morning and to see the ways in which God invites us into relationship with him. Now, I might get chastised in a little while because I didn't have my notes in front of me and I have this whole so close and yet so far about food in our family. So you can talk to me or Warren about that later and I'll be happy to share some of those stories with you. But our foodie experience is one in which most things, the short, not the shortest meals, but most of the short meals take three hours to prepare. And the longer meals can take up to 36 days to prepare. So when we talk about so close and yet so far, there are times where you're like, I've been waiting for that steak for 35 days now. Are you going to cook it? Um, so close and yet so far takes shape in so many different ways. But let's talk about that scripture. Let's talk about Mary. Now, and when I would talk about Mary today, I'm going to say that I want to talk about the way in which God approached her and interacted with her and the way that she responded. If you want to know about her social living conditions and what it was probably like for her on that first Christmas, I encourage you to go listen to our podcast from December 3rd, because Walt did an amazing job painting that picture for us. So I don't need to touch upon that today, but I do want to spend some time looking at that scripture in a new way. As I said, we're going to look at God's invitation and Mary's response. Mary represented the typical pattern of God's interaction with humans. Indeed, not just interaction, but it was an election. It wasn't Mary's goodness, or her innocence, or her beauty, or even her willingness to serve God, but rather, it was the plain and simple fact that God chose Mary to bear the Christ child. And that fact was not simply plain and simple, but surprising and perhaps even a little shocking. God didn't choose a royal pr princess or a holy priestess, but a plain, and at least in the world's eyes, utterly insignificant young girl. God chose her. God elected her. God addressed her and honored her and elevated her. Nobody would have expected this, and this is why we should all love and honor Mary because she stands for all of us, all of us who have no right to expect God's attention and favor, and yet are surprised to discover that God has chosen, elected, called, addressed, and honored each and every one of us. When you think about it, this surprising choice of God's isn't limited to Mary, but rather the theme of the whole story of the Nativity, and possibly even the whole story of the Bible, as you come back to worship tonight, I want you to consider and listen who God reveals the news to first. We tend to romanticize those shepherds, but most folks in the first century would have found nothing romantic about them. At the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder, dirty 
and smelly from their work, with no social standing to speak of, the shepherds were just a rung above outcasts. Yet the angels didn't appear to those temple, those at the temple in Jerusalem, or the well-to-do in Bethlehem, but to the shepherds, the last people that anyone would expect. And then we talk about those kings, those wise men, those astrologers. They were from far away. They were not those from Israel. <sighs> Why a poor carpenter and his fiancée? Why any of the, the people who we figure so, or why any of the people who are a part of that story? We romanticize the story, but in reality, all of the characters, all of the people that we hold dear in the nativity story are the people that are usually the less than, the least of, and the people that we often leave out. And there's something beautiful about that. This gives us hope for those who gather this Christmas in our sanctuary and throughout the world, for we are all a little bit of a motley crew. We don't have our lives together as we should, or even as we would like. We have come with a mix of hopes and fears, moments of faith and an equal number of moments of failings. Ask Warren about the pickles, sorry. Um, we come with very little to boast about. If truth be told, and much to confess. We come as those finally with no right to expect God's attention, let alone God's favor. Then Mary and the shepherds and all that we will hear about tonight and this afternoon, yet God comes to us. This helps to explain Mary's response, surprised, frightened, confused, but nevertheless, Mary, when she was chosen by grace to play this significant role, can only allow herself to be caught up in God's gracious plans, and so receives God's invitation in joy. Which, of course, does not mean that she's not still rather surprised, a little frightened, and probably still a little confused. She says, here I am, the servant of the Lord. My family got together for December birthdays this, this past weekend, not this past weekend, the weekend before. And as we were sitting around the table, my brother told me of a story where he got a call from the principal. He is a middle school teacher of science, and um, he, he, when, the when the principal calls, you respond. So he walked to the location that he was called to, and he was handed a microphone. Some things you need to know about my brother. He has a little bit of social anxiety. He doesn't really like speaking in front of people. And when he was handed this microphone, he's like, what do you want me to do with this? And his principal said, sing. And he said, excuse me? Yes, you are going to perform for these students out here. And we want you to sing five Christmas songs. Of those five Christmas songs, my brother actually only knew two of them, but he did his best. And when he couldn't figure out what the words were, he made up the words to the best of his ability. <laughs> and while this is not a direct correlation to Mary in a response of willingly saying yes, this is an example of when someone important in your life when, you're, when someone that you respect and hold dear says, I need you, I want you to do this, 
even when it takes you by surprise, even when it blows you away, you can say, here I am, your humble servant. Now, my brother could have looked at that microphone, looked at the crowd, and turned away, and walked back to his classroom and continued teaching. But instead, he chose to do it. He decided that the embarrassment and the anxiety that he was feeling was not big enough to say no to the principle that he respected. Mary didn't let the public shame and ridicule that she knew that she was probably going to receive, she didn't allow that to, to be a reason for her to say no. But instead, she said, here I am, despite the repercussions. And then just a few verses later from the verses that David read for us, she gives us her Magnificat. In Luke 1, 46 through 55, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliest of service, servant, the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. She responded with joy for what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will continue to do. Here's the truth. We are so close and yet so far. So close to having all four of our Advent candles lit, but yet so far. <laughs> so close to the joy of tonight's service, but we know that we have so much left to do. So close to God's kingdom here on earth and yet so far, but we come as those who should not expect God's attention and we leave as those who recognize, perhaps again with some measure of surprise, confusion, and even a little bit of fear, that we are also those for whom God has addressed called, honored, and elevated. If we hold that truth in our hearts, we must ask, what has God chosen for me, for my personal life, for my worshiping community, for my neighborhood, and for the world? We are God's own beloved children, and the whole of the Christmas story, and indeed Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, are intended to assure us of God's love and presence so that we might turn and share the good news with others, so we might make our way to God's intention. We are so close and yet so far. Amen. Thank you so much for that good word. And let us use this time of offering to uh, think about how God's Spirit might just... Uh, draw us forward into living out the insight that Rachel has shared with us.
God beckons us into special relationship with God. We serve God in a variety of ways. We make God real in our lives, even through the sharing of our gifts and the empowering of our ministries among us. So let's have the ushers help us to live into God's spirit today. blessed us, and we are thankful. And we pray with great hope that through those blessings that we have received, we may in turn be a blessing to others. Make that so. In your name we pray. Amen.
Let us remain standing as we join in our closing hymn number 245, The First Noel.
receive our benediction both in word and music. Go forth from this place, rooted in love, nurtured in love, infused with love, confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you in love this night, and the Holy Spirit who infuses you in love for the journey goes with you today and every day. Amen. Amen.